Bismillahirrahmanirrahim In the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful The Ginard Method Performance-Based Public Speaking Training High Impact Speaking The Leader's Guide to Presenting with Integrity and Influence What does it mean to speak as a leader? Leadership is performance and nowhere is this truer than in public speaking. In the drama observed by stakeholders in your organization or industry, you have the starring role. The most successful leaders have an intuitive sense of theater, performing many roles and convincing others to play their parts. But your performance abilities don't only matter when you are given or when you are giving a speech. But your performance abilities don't only matter when you are giving a speech. Whenever you interact with others, you are in the spotlight. People make judgments about you based on the way you speak, sound, move, and interact with the world. So, are you ready to speak for leadership? Tapping into your natural talents. Speaking as a leader will transform the most important component of your personal and organizational success, effective communication. In a recent survey conducted by the presentation software company Prezi, 70% of working Americans agreed that presentation skills are critical to their career success. And a Harvard Business Review survey showed that communication and presentation skills are among the C-suite level competencies that companies prize most. Another HBR article uh, said it all in the title, Leadership is a Conversation. The good news is that to embody leadership qualities when you speak, your most powerful strategy is a simple one tabbing into your natural talents. Public speaking, that is, reflects who you are. Should any role be easier for you? One idea that can send you down the wrong path, however, is that giving a speech is something special. You may see it as an out-of-the-ordinary event a moment of high visibility in which you need to rise above your ordinary competencies. But the truth is, you're always performing. You know the phrase, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. Well, you're already doing it. Throughout each day, you adjust your demeanor and behavior based on the needs of the people and situation you're facing. The you presenting 
to your board is different from the you at home with loved ones out with old high school friends or trying to talk your way out of a speeding ticket. The sooner you realize that even a high-profile speaking event is just one more performance, the more readily you'll tell yourself, be yourself. That's important because audiences just want the real you. Any attempt to look and sound excellent will advertise itself as that listeners truly want to know and to connect with you and aiming for that to happen is one of the ways you achieve excellence as a speaker. You already have the knowledge, expertise and experience that got you to this place of leadership. Now all you need is to let your natural talents come through with some help from the best practices in a spoken performance as we'll explore below. Raising the bar on your performance. It's time then to recalibrate, to consider how you'll reach the next level and truly speak for leadership. To do that, you need to understand the presentational art as an actor and a speech coach. It's my job in this ebook to share with you the most effective uh, talk, uh, the most effective techniques, many of them from the theater, that will have you speaking at the leadership level you're aiming for. I'll discuss those techniques a bit more in a moment. But first, here are three mantras you can keep in mind to give you a winning ticket in the public speaking memorability uh, sweep or sweep uh, sweepstakes. One, pay more attention to your purpose than your content. Chances are you already have subject matter expertise coming out of your ears. But don't, sorry, but do you, but do you know what makes this audience tick and how you're going to change listeners' thoughts, feelings, and actions? Two, establish rapport and a connection with audiences. Do you give some thought and practice time to accomplishing this essential act of speaking for leadership? Can you sound like you're having a conversation with a large audience? Have you watched videotaped speeches you've given to observe whether it's happening? If you don't routinely have someone videotape your presentations, start now. 3. Be action-oriented. At the height of America's space race with the Soviet Union in May 1961, President John F. Kennedy boldly declared, I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the earth. We achieved that goal on July 20, 1969, 
the day Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin walked on the moon. The day Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin walked on the moon. As a speaker in your own profession, you should follow Kennedy's lead by aiming for action from your listeners. It's one of the best ways sometimes, the only way, to measure the success of your speeches and presentations. Take a page and take the stage. What's your best guide for raising the bar on your actual performance in speaking for leadership is to take a page from the actor's art. Stage actors, as opposed to movie and TV actors, need the ability to project their persona across a considerable amount of space. Consider this, the distance from the front of the stage to the last row of the orchestra in a Broadway theater may be 150 feet and even longer when one or more balconies are included. Okay, you're not acting a role with the need to be heard in the last row without a microphone. But acting and executive level performance share this important fact. To communicate with your audience in public speaking, you must cultivate the ability to reach all the members of a large group. What's your leadership size. Looking and moving confidently in front of audiences is a clear mandate of executive speaking. Whatever the content of your message, your physical presence needs to match your material in terms of impact. Make your movement, gestures, and overall energy exactly large enough to reach the person farthest from you. You will create just the right size for your speech in terms of the audience and venue. That means developing and projecting physical presence as the sidebar above indicates, whether it's gestures, facial expressions, eye contact, or your use of, or your use of the stage, you need to become comfortable in the art of presenting not just information, but yourself. You need to become slightly larger than life. By doing so, you'll embrace all of the listeners in the speaking venue. Later in this ebook, we look at some specific uh, techniques of the theater that will empower you to do this. Finally, as a leader who speaks, you have a need to persuade and activate key stakeholders and sometimes tough crowds. Uh, from employees to boards to external audiences. Clearly, this aspect of leadership requires more than a great uh, platform skills. Public speaking audiences have sensitive antenna when it comes to a speaker's authenticity and credibility. That's where the seven essential qualities of speaking for leadership come in. In the following pages, each is detailed along with how you can demonstrate them in your interactions with audiences. <clears throat> 1. Integrity Whom do you know who speaks with integrity? As you think about the answer to that question, consider this. 
The person you eventually name is probably someone who holds a place of esteem in your thinking. It's a perfect example of a sign of leadership channeled through public speaking. When the opposite is the case, it's just as obvious. In March 2017, South Korea's President Park uh, Guin High was removed from the office by the country's constitu- constitutional court for corruption. She was accused of helping a friend secure bribes. Defending herself before the media, President Park called the charges a fabrication and falsehood, adding, is completely framed. Clearly, Korea's High Court didn't believe her protestations. When a person without integrity speaks, we sense immediately that trustworthiness is missing and we don't believe what they say. Think of our own former uh, president, Richard Nixon, who lacked integrity in the eyes of the members of Congress who were about to impeach him and felt the need to resign before they could act. Authenticity and trust, the building blocks of integrity. Ethical speaking is as important as above board behavior in any other aspect of your professional life. Today, trust and credibility can be lost in a moment of thoughtfulness in an interview in front of an open microphone or in an ill-considered tweet. Unfortunately, we hear dishonest discourse too often by representatives of some of the institutions that rule our lives. Each of us has the individual obligation, however, to adhere to the standards of our own integrity, perhaps most of all when speaking in high-visibility situations. I remember clearly the first public speaking workshop I conducted for diplomats at the United Nations in New York. The workshop was sponsored by uh, UNITAR, the United Nations Institute for Training and Research, in, UN- in UNITAR's offices across the street from UN headquarters, UN headquarters before the workshop, I noticed a poster. It showed a hand gesturing with the thumb rubbing against the inside of the index finger. Displayed on the poster was the same saying written in at least a dozen languages and most prominently in English. Bribery is the same in any language. So, in terms of authenticity and trust, when you give a speech, always ask yourself, am I serving my listeners rather than myself in what I'm saying? Is it obvious to my audience? Truly, to speak for leadership, you need to speak to change your world. Integrity leads to influence. Listeners who don't trust a speaker will never truly open themselves to that person's influence. Honesty is a key component here, of course, but for speeches and presentations to rise above the ordinary, the level of honesty you generate must achieve actual integrity. That's because audiences will only be willing to be changed by a speaker who walks the walk, who walks the walk. Speakers like Abraham Lincoln, Frederick Douglass, the Dalai Lama, and Rosa Parks are in this category. 
I love the definition of integrity in the copy of the New World Dictionary of the American language I keep in my office. The first definition given doesn't concern moral principles. It is this, the quality or state of being complete, unbroken condition, wholeness, entirety. That's a definition you can use if you want to speak as a leader. To persuade and inspire audiences to get them to buy into your leadership, you must be whole in the sense of integrating your personality and values into your performance. To do so is to achieve a form of integrity. Every executive needs to be a great speaker. Mr. Integrity on Equal Justice Under Law Mr. Integrity on Equal Justice Under Law Senator Robert A. Taft of Ohio, the son of the 27th President of the U.S., William Howard Taft, was a leading member of the Republican Party in the 1940s and 1950s. In 1960, sorry, in 1946, he gave a speech in opposition to the Uh, in opposition to the uh, Nuremberg war crimes trials in which leaders of the Nazi party were condemned to death. Senator Taft labeled the prosecution as an ex post facto procedure, meaning laws that are applied retroactively to behavior that was not of a criminal nature by law at the time it took place. The speech was unpopular in in an America that had just gone through a war to defeat the Nazis and impartial uh, Japan, an imperial Japan. The speech was unpopular in an America that had just gone through a war to defeat the Nazis and imperial Japan. But John F. Kennedy, in his book Profiles in Carriage, considered Taft's speech one of the eight acts of bravery committed by U.S. senators in our history. In fact, Kennedy said that Taft, who was called Mr. Republican, should also be known as Mr. Integrity. Former presidential speech writer William uh, Sapphire included Taft's speech in his book, Lend Me Your Ears, Great Speeches in History. Uh, Sapphire said of the speech that the uh, tone was formal and dispassionate, the reasoning logical, the style legalistic and bloodless, but in all carrying the weight of principle. Here is the speech's opening. I desire today to speak particularly of equal justice because it is an essential of individual liberty. Unless, unless there is law and unless there is an impartial tribunal to administer that law, no man can be no man can be really free without them only force can determine controversy as in the international field today and those who have not sufficient force cannot remain free without law and an appeal to a just and independent court to interpret that law every man must be subject to the arbitrary discretion of his ruler or of some subordinate government official. Over the portal of the great Supreme Court building in Washington are written the words equal justice under law, the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution of the United States, 
and every pronouncement of the founders of the government stated the same principle in one form or another equal and exact justice to all men of whatever state or persuasion religious or political to passion passion pass sion a powerful one a powerful emotion or appetite passion a powerful emotion or appetite the american heritage dictionary second college edition any powerful or compelling emotion or feeling as love or hate dictionary.com great speaking is never about just educating an audience it's about creating an experience uh, for leaders especially your ultimate success depends largely upon your performance and that means sharing your passion with audiences think of some of the most effective speakers from history when it came to moving listeners people like theodore roosevelt winston churchill george s patton uh, sojourner truth and martin luther king jr even if you don't speak at that level you probably possess a passion for your topic and sharing it and sharing it with your audience the problem often is externalizing what you are feeling so audiences get it audiences aren't mind readers they must be shown your qualities as a leader including your commitment to an idea uh, let's look then at how you can get listeners to share your passion one of the most powerful ways you can do so is by using effective acting techniques your 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 goal here here isn't to win an academy award it's it's to bring out the best of yourself where speaking passionately is concerned actors spend their entire professional lives learning how to first to access and then to externalize their feelings so audiences receive the full impact of the emotional moment as a public speaker you should learn this lesson from the actors play book uh, acting techniques and public speaking David Thompson, a writer on theater and film, published a book in 2016 titled Why Acting Matters. Actor and director Simon Callow discussed the book in a review in the Wall Street Journal titled The Art of Persuasion. Uh, why is all of this important? Why is all of this important? Well, it deals with the fact that you must concern yourself with as an executive speaker acting matters in business and other professional endeavors in fact actors and business leaders so often take part in the same activities engaging influencing and moving audiences that sometimes it's difficult to see daylight between the two there are differences of course including the most important one that actors play other people while while as a leader you play yourself but the primer the but the but the primacy of the performance itself is both professions is undeniable sorry but the primacy of the performance itself in both professions is un- undeniable let me put put it in this way your performance is a keynote business meeting board presentation panel discussion or media appearance is itself the essence of your talk as much as what you speak about Do you consider that a radical idea if it isn't why are you deliver, delivering the speech uh, at all you could uh, much more 
uh, easily email the content to interested parties without your having to be present to discuss it. You therefore need to act when you speak, not as a character, but as, a, as yourself externalizing your passion so an audience sees it, hears it, and feels it. In other words, your audience needs and desires your content to be filtered through you. Speaking this way is part of the paradox shared by you and stage actors. Your audience is the be-all and the end-all. Is the be-all and the end-all in Macbeth's words. Yet you're, you're the most important person in the room. You are the only one. In fact, who can give the audiences what they need, which is far more than the content of your speech can accomplish. So be yourself at your best. After all, it's a performance of a lifetime. Three, energy. Here is a secret that will give you a head start over the competition when it comes to influencing audiences. Public speaking is an exchange of energy. If you like physics, you can tie this directly to Sir Isaac Newton's third law. For every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. In other words, the energy you give listeners will be returned to you in the form of interest and engagement. Or here is another visualization. Imagine an individual bubble that encompasses you, the person farthest uh, from you and everyone in between. It's an energy bubble and everyone inside, inside it feels the power that emanates from you as an energetic and dynamic performer. Uh, that's the impression you should give an audience. Physically and vocally you should uh, display vitality as you take hold of listeners' imaginations and say, wait until you hear this. Any speech that isn't vital in terms of an energized performance will stay firmly glued to the earth, so don't place your talks in this category. As an actor, I strove for that level of intensity in every performance, and I still do as a speaker, so should you. The incredible uh, shrinking speaker. The incredible shrinking uh, speaker. Every uh, sorry, ever read, ever read Richard uh, Matheson's great 1950s uh, science, uh, science fiction thriller, The Shrinking Man, retitled uh, for the 1975, sorry, for the 1957 movie, The Incredible Shrinking Man. Uh, poor Scott Carley is exposed to a radiation cloud after, after accidentally ingesting insecticide. This strange combination makes him start to shrink at a steady rate. Soon he's uh, small enough that he must fight for his life against a backyard sparrow and his own cat. As things get progressively worse, i.e. as he gets smaller and smaller, he faces the deadliest enemy of all, black widow spider, a black widow spider. Unfortunately, we have an equivalent today in the world of speeches and presentations. I call it the incredible shrinking speaker. Here is the idea, which comes directly from acting, training, and career. In past historical periods, we expressed the fullness of our personalities when we spoke through our voice and body language. That's because we conversed and gave speeches out of doors or in public spaces, such as marketplaces, lecture halls, factories, fields, and back 
yards to get what we uh, we were saying across to get what we were saying across in these uh, spaces we had to fill them physically yet nowadays cell phones or office cubicles and voicemail have shrunk not only our vocal power but also our physical presence and personas like scott carey we are steadily shrinking to speak as a leader you need to recover recover some of this energy and power which will make people literally look up to you on a stage your speeches and presentation in other words need the high octane version of yourself that audiences expect and need following our 12 ways you can command a stage when speaking for leadership the less should remind you the less should remind you that a dynamic performance combined with powerful material is the winning combination in all forms of public address become familiar enough with them so that they become your new habit every time you speak 12 ways to command a stage here are a dozen ways to leave no doubt in the meeting room auditorium or convention center that you are the real deal when it comes to speaking for leadership one display a leader's confidence and control uh, confidence in a speaker is self-perpetuating listeners will simply be willing to believe what you say and to buy into your vision if they see that you are confident in the front of an audience to launch strongly and conclude powerfully what are the most important parts of your talk they are your opening and closing your speech is like a nasa mission if it launches successfully it has a good chance of succeeding if it doesn't the mission ends right there three give your audience a roadmap of your talk let the audience uh, members let the audience members know where you're going together then take them there audiences want to feel that they are in good hands and the speaker who lays out a clear plan of actions is one who sounds like a leader four move fluidly powerfully and with purpose learn this essential lesson if you don't already know it what an audience sees where you are concerned is an important part of how they'll judge you be the picture of self assurance when you use a gesture make it clean and and emphatic i.e. make it count 5 take charge of your performance space when you speak as a leader the stage is yours to use however large or small it may be don't wander and avoid pacing back and forth like a tiger in a cage in a state make your movement purposeful and that uh, make your uh, make your movement purposeful and that lectern leave it behind and stand center stage if you can that looks like leadership 6 speak with the voice of a leader if your voice isn't a powerful executive asset get help with it your voice is an essential tool for influencing others a theater professor of mine used to say if a person's voice is weak he or she is a weak person not true by a long shot but if your voice doesn't compel people to listen you're working uphill all the way 7 be clear and concise some speakers who are high achievers in their field don't feel they need to prepare for a presentation i can talk about this forever they tell themselves 
and unfortunately for their audiences it starts to feel like forever so in your own speeches spend preparation time on being clear and concise it shows you care eight tell stories storytelling is a valuable currency for a leader facts and data inform but you need to get to the emotional heart of your message stories light the fire of people's emotions and imaginations if you are not inspiring followers why are you speaking nine use the magic of language creative use of language will help take your talks from the mundane to the magical link lincoln knew this and so did steve jobs use comparisons metaphors and similes all of which can make your message come vibrantly alive 10 commit to your ideas few things few things compel attention more than a speaker who believes heart and soul in an idea few things compel attention more than a speaker who believes heart and soul in an idea a fierce commitment to your message for gives a multitude of sense a fierce commitment to your message for gives a multitude of sense concerning your other skills as a presenter play it safe as many business speakers do and you may disappear without a trace 11 be conversational the age of oration sickened and died sometimes between jfk's inauguration and bill clinton's presidency george w bush bought the headstone and donald trump inscribed and installed it do you find it hard to just talk to listeners remember each audience member is the same person you may have chatted with across the table of starbucks 12 create physical expression of your message create physical expression of your message think of this as your culminating culminating speaking skill ask yourself this question have i literally embodied my speech when you speak as a leader it's your persona that listeners are buying sending an email or a report is one thing but a speech or presentation ah now you're talking for goodwill goodwill one a kindly feeling of approval and support benevolent interest or concern people of goodwill this is in mariamwebster.com what type of speaker are you too many presenters today are more concerned with their following their book sales or their next promotion than with the needs of listeners goodwill on the other hand means benevolence or concern with the audience's interest speakers who demonstrate goodwill are easy to recall because we remember them for long afterward these are people like george washington mahatma gandhi mother teresa and in our own time has rosling these speakers embodied the leadership behavior that guru john uh, baldoni tells us is necessary in his book the leader's pocket guide where he advises radiate hope and confidence leaders need to give people a reason to believe in themselves a tale 
of two speakers. In practical terms, that means fostering a maximum level of engagement when you speak. As an example, I'll share with you a story from my own book, How to Give a Speech. It's what I call a tale of two speakers, a universe part. Sorry, a universe apart. Both of these individuals were key note speakers at the recent annual meeting of a professional association. Each was a scientist. The first keynote was ceremonial, while the second was visionary. But that doesn't explain why one speech reached escape velocity, while the other never left the launch pad. What was it that allowed one speaker to be interesting, while the other was boring? To put it simply, one speech was engaging and one wasn't. It's all part of what I call the Bing Bang theory of public speaking. Uh, cosmologists, cosmologists used to believe that everything was steady and unchanging in the universe, a belief system that's actually called the steady state theory. Nowadays, however, most scientists believe something very different, that everything began with uh, that Big Bang, galaxies, stars, planets, moons, asteroids, and everything else that's out there in our universe. Uh, let's relate this theory that you have to create your own Big Bang when you speak rather than a boring steady state. By posing, uh, rather than a, a boring steady state, by posing three questions, you should ask yourself, do you know how to talk to an audience as though it is all an interesting conversation? Do you vary the mechanics of your presentation to break things up, e.g. employing PowerPoint, questions, activities, video clips, a demonstration, etc. And most uh, important, have you conducted an audience analysis so you know what is likely to meet these listeners' expectations and desires? Engagement and leadership. In a McKinsey study, male and female executives gave engaging a score of 4.1 on a 5 uh, point scale as one of the five key capabilities of centered leadership. Get on your listeners' wavelength. Your first step is to your first step to achieving your goals with an audience that involves knowing who you're dealing with. Your yet presenters to often leap onto the information delivery stage without a moment's reflection concerning the makeup of their audience. Even if you are not quite uh, this obvious concerning an audience's needs, dumping information on your listeners is no way to achieve genuine and lasting influence. Instead, here are a half dozen considerations that should be top of, of mind. They should be top of mind concerning those interested parties you'll be speaking to. One. Who is the audience in terms of maturity, culture, experience, and socioeconomic level? Culture may include clubs or social groups, departments within a corporation, religious affiliation, and so on. Two, how much information do the listeners already have? What do you need to give them concerning content that someone else hasn't? Three, what, what are their expectations and preferences for this presentation, lectures, discussion, demonstration, high-level overview, or operational details. Four, 
Do you want to deliver something similar to what they usually get or go with something new and different? Uh, five, is there an emotional climate concerning this speaking situation that needs to be considered? Examples may include recent layoffs at the company, a just announced merger, the death of a beloved leader, a widely successful new product rollout, etc. Six, who who has spoken to this audience in the past? What did they speak about? What approach did they use and was it successful? Why or why not? Uh, by answering this question, you will be much better armed as you approach your engagement. You will then be able to put together content that will uh, that will give these listeners exactly what they need to hear on this occasion. Remember, connecting with the listeners is always much more than a matter of delivering good content. When you speak in public, it's all about reaching people, persuading, inspiring, motivating, and activating them. That means doing a lot more than standing on a stage like a statue, reading notes, or manus- a manuscript. Advice from the Harvard Business Review. One executive constantly reminds himself when he is in meeting. Don't tell. Ask questions. Don't tell. Ask questions. Uh, Here are 20 powerful ways to relate to an audience. Practice them and you'll be the kind of speaker who demonstrates goodwill in everything you show listeners. 20 ways to relate to an audience. One, get out from behind that lectern. Two, wear a lapel microphone or lapel microphone that lets you move around. Uh, Three, make solid and realistic eye contact. Four, get your body and facial expressions into the act. Five, try to sound conversational no matter how large the audience. Six, use humor and the self a deprecating approach use a humor and a self-deprecating approach seven speak in terms of the audience's viewpoint and needs eight use you and we rather than i and me nine ask frequent questions including uh, rhetorical questions ten access the three adult learning styles access the three adult learning style styles audio audio visual and kinesthetic 11. Use shared cultural references. 12. Tell stories rather than just delivering data. 13. Break up the main points of your talk into short segments. 14. Use concrete, specific, energetic language. 15. Speak visually, i.e. create word pictures. 16. Remember the pose frequently. Remember to pose frequently so the audience can take a breath. 17. Get physically closer to listeners whenever possible. 18. Speak from notes. Don't memorize or use a manuscript. 19. Thou shalt not, on pain of death, read thy PowerPoint slide. Thou shalt not, on pain of death, read thy PowerPoint slides. 20. Move naturally using all the parts of the stage. The four golden rules of using PowerPoint. If you use PowerPoint or other uh, slide software, employ the following approach to be sure you're the influencer in the room rather than the visual 
uh, presentation tool you are using. Give your audience time to read each slide before you speak. Audiences can't read a slide and listen to you at the same time. They've never seen this slide before. Let them get the, the gist of it. Then add your valuable uh, commentary. Create anticipation. This is number two. Create anticipation and interest. Your presentation should be a story. Bring in each slide at the, ex each at the exact moment. It visually reinforces your point. Uh, your presentation should be a story. Bring in each slide at the exact moment. It visually reinforces your point. Avoid the click talk method of showing a slide than talking about it. Instead, say something like, You'll be amazed at what the next slide shows concerning. Three, vary your pace. Audience members become anesthetized by an endless stream of slides flashing by like billboards, flashing by like billboards on a dark highway. All slides are not created equal. Invest yourself uh, time-wise in your critical slides and sail through the supporting ones. Four, bring your audience into the discussion. Find ways to step out of PowerPoint and invite responses from listeners. Consider using the B button while you are in a view mode, which takes the screen to black. It's the perfect way to foster a discussion, share a personal story, challenge your audience, etc. Five, vulnerability. Surprise that vulnerability is a necessary quality of a great executive speaking. It is, and the reason can be explained in just two words. Being yourself. That seemingly natural attribute can be one of the hardest things to achieve when you're speaking for leadership. Here is why for most of us speaking in public results in self-consciousness and often anxiety. That can lead to playing defense. Sometimes that means wearing a suit of invisible armor to protect you against resistance or hostility. And sometimes it means trying to be excellent. In both cases, you are running toward the wrong goal post trying to get through it the speech trying to get through the speech with your skin intact but if you want listeners to change in some positive way from your speech or presentation they need to trust you and trust can only emerge if you are being honest with your audience if the people you're speaking to believe they are seeing the real unadorned you including your vulnerability, they will trust you, and then they'll be willing to be influenced by what you're saying. More than any other performance art, public speaking reflects who you really are. What you can learn from actors about vulnerability. As an actor, I can share with you that actors demonstrate extreme vulnerability in all kinds of roles. They must open themselves up again and again to allow a new personality in 
and in the hands of a great playwright or screenwriter, the flaws and weaknesses of that character may be on full display. So, great acting is a form of total honesty to the demands of the role and the portrayal of a living, breathing human being. And here is the interesting and magical result. Audiences believe completely in the person they are seeing in front of them, even though they know it's really an actor playing a role. It's part of what's called the willing suspension of disbelief. There is an essential paradox being played out uh, concerning truth and artifice. But that is the nature of dramatic art. But that is the nature of dramatic art. Uh, gaining trust with the audiences through your honesty and believability is as necessary in public speaking as it is in acting. The challenge for both the speaker and the actor is to become comfortable being that naked on stage. But here is the thing. It's because the audience sees your vulnerability that they realize they can trust you. Display something other than honesty, such as consciously trying to be a charismatic speaker, and it will play tiny and false. Now, for the really good news, being honest with an audience is literally an effortless activity. Giving a speech in a suit of armor, on the other hand, is awfully hard work. Acting is standing up naked and turning around very slowly. Uh, Rosalind Russell. Six, empathy. Speakers can often seem larger than life. When you speak for leadership, you help audiences feel that they are part of something greater than themselves. But however powerful you may seem, you can only truly reach listeners through your shared humanity. You must understand your audience's hopes, fears, and desires and speak to that. For you as an influential speaker, I feel your pain can't be a vote-getting ploy. It must be a credo to live by. Ordinary speakers deliver information. You need to match information to the needs and desires of others who share your vision. Persuasion, enlightenment, and inspiration require engaging not only the minds but also the hearts of listeners. The desire to lead is the desire to serve. How does that play out in terms of your own public speaking? Just as an actor must understand the intentions of the character, you must be attuned to your purpose. How do you want to change the world in ways large or small through your interaction with this audience? The speaking version of you is truly the person who needs to gain the trust of listeners through the empathy you show them. Why you should tell a story. You'll often find that the best way to convey the human dimension of your topic and thereby demonstrate empathy is through storytelling. Stories are truly the lifeblood of shared experience where public speaking is concerned. People respond to stories in ways that the bare delivery of information can't come close to equaling. Uh, to equaling. Dry as toast data, dry as toast data rarely has uh, dry as toast data rarely has the sound of a genuine empathy in an audience's ear. Uh, if you want to persuade and influence others, you must take them on 
and emotional journey. Stories allow you to introduce the human components of motives, striving, obstacles, failures, and eventual triumphs. Imagine achieving all of that through bullet points, pie charts, and bar graphs. A walk through slavery to freedom. Want to see how powerfully the shared experience of our common humanity can shape a speech? Below is one of the most infamous women's speeches in American history. It's Sojourner Truths, whose real name was Isabella uh, Bomfrey. Ain't I woman? A woman's rights speech with an abolish, abolitionist tone. A woman's rights speech with an abolitionist tone. Speaking in 1851 at the Women's Rights uh, Convention in, uh, in Akron, Ohio, this former, this former slave used the simplest language imaginable to assert her own human dignity. Here is, was one of the voices creating a new cry for freedom that was resonating with increasing power throughout the United States. Before we get into it, let me read this one. The magic of storytelling. I could tell you my adventures beginning from this morning, said Alice a little timidly. But it's no use going back to yesterday because I was a different person then. Explain all that, said the mock turtle. No, no, the adventures first, said the uh, gryphon in an impatient tone. Explanations take such a dreadful time. Lewis Carroll, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. Well, let's go over this, uh, what do you call it? Here is one of the voices creating a new cry for freedom that was resonating with increasing power throughout the United States. Let's read the story. Ain't I a woman? Ain't I a woman? Well, children, where there is much Racket, there must be something out of kit kilter. Well, children, where there is so much racket, there there must be something out of kilter. I think that it twixt the Negroes of the South and the woman at the North, all talking about rights. The white man will be in a fix pretty soon. But what's all this here talking about? That man over there says that women need to be helped into carriages and lifted over uh, ditch ditches and lifted over ditches and to have the best place everywhere. Nobody ever helps me into carriages or over mud uh, puddles or gives me any best place. And ain't I woman? Look at me. Look at my aim. Sorry, look at my arm. I have plowed and planted and gathered into barns and no man could hid me and ain't I a woman I could work as much and eat as much as a man when I could get it and bear the lash as well and ain't I a woman I have born 13 children and seen most all sold off to slavery and when I cried out with my mother's grief none but Jesus heard me and ain't I a woman then they talk about this thing in the head 
what's this they call it someone calls out intellect that that's it honey what's that got to do with women's rights or negro's rights if my cup won't hold but a pint and yours holds a quart wouldn't you be mean not to let me have my little half measure full then that little man in a black there he says women can't have as much rights as men cause christ wasn't a woman where did you where did your christ come from where did your christ come from from god and a woman man had nothing to do with him if the first woman god ever made was strong enough to turn the world upside down all alone these women together ought to be able to turn it back and get it right side up again and now they is asking to do it the men better let them and now they is asking to do it the men better let them obliged to you for hearing me and now old sojourner ain't got nothing more to say find the emotional heart of your speech find the emotional heart of your speech you won't get very far in trying to achieve empathy as a speaker without meeting the word emotion call it the currency of your passion for your topic can't you feel it strongly in sojourner truth's speech above empathy is the instrument that, uh, that allows you to exchange the strength of your feeling with others and this tool works in both directions from speaker to audience and back again your demonstrated emotion as a speaker performs two functions it helps listeners empathize with your feelings and it allows you to reveal the depth of your feeling and your shared humanity with them you must as shakespeare had it wear your heart on your sleeve wear your heart on your sleeve uh, lago in othello lago lago in othello characterized that as weakness but you must recognize it is recognize it as a strength in terms of your ability to motivate excite and enthrall audiences let's look at a contemporary speech that is a powerful example of showing empathy for an audience a few years ago a reader of my blog was kind enough to tell me her public speaking story i was delighted and moved by what she had to say and i asked her if i could share her story she agreed and here it is nancy bodoro is an investor education trainer for the louisiana office of financial institutions in 2012 she was slated to speak at a statewide conference of louisiana's emergency preparedness association nancy's speech concerned scams and frauds that often follow natural disasters the night before her speech she realized that there would probably be many people in her audience who came to new orleans following hurricane katrina in 2006 to help with rescue efforts and clean up i let nancy herself tell you the rest of the story it was a large group of about 25 
uh, sorry, it was a large group of about 125 attendees with the space setup classroom style. The grand ballroom was full and it was a little intimidating. I knew I needed to project the authority from the start to be taken seriously. I decided to conduct a poll, so I asked how many people in this room came to New Orleans, uh, New Orleans's aid after Katrina. As I looked at all the hands that were raised, I was overwhelmed with gratitude for their help. I remembered how bad things had uh, looked when I arrived a month after the storm, thinking, if it looks this bad a month later, thank God I didn't have to see it immediately after the storm. Now, here were the very people who had come to help my city. My throat closed and my eyes swelled with tears i managed to choke out thank you to each side of the audience i wiped my eyes and continued and even offered a funny story a few minutes later i was anxious to see my evaluations afterwards and was stunned at the positive comments the people in that audience knew i was genuine and responded in kind i couldn't help but wonder if anyone had ever thanked them for the sacrifices they had made to help a new audience and was glad that I'd been bold enough to do just that. It was a turning point in my career. I now seek to connect to the hearts of people in my audiences and not just their minds. 7. Humility You'll probably find this attribute of a great speaker something of a balancing act. As a leader, you often need the largest audiences possible to deliver your message and to achieve maximum influence. Once you've found such an audience, however, you must subordinate yourself to the needs of your listeners, and that means displaying humility and the true desire to serve. Why is, why is this quality one of our seven essential qualities of speaking for leadership when you are recognized as a leader people will assume that you possess ambition in much greater stores than humility even if that's the case you must display this dimension of your leadership to borrow from the title of roger roger ellis's influential book you are the message when you speak ultimately your uh, success as an executive who speaks for leadership depends upon delivering what stakeholders seek. But you also must be seen serving something other than your own interest. And that means being humble. It all comes down to professionalism. What I mean by that is you're tasked with attaining the delicate balance of power and humility that leaders must display when they speak is part of the stage presence that public speaking leaders need. What's your magic dust or the truth about a stage presence? Richard Burton, the stage and film star of the mid-20th century, was said to have uh, tons of it. Ian Macklin, a current English actor and one I've seen many times on stage, embodies it so do uh, musicians like elton john and lady gaga and bill clinton when he was president its stage presence possess it and you'll reliably engage and even 
electrify and even electrify audiences but what is it and is it as mysterious as people seem to think stage presence is simply demonstrated competence and confidence your confidence is there for all to see and because of it your performance seems effortless the type of performance doesn't matter a business presentation or a 16 year old's argumentation in a high school debate can each demonstrate stage presence as much as more high profile appearances the truth is there is no magic dust involved and specialized training isn't required either two factors much more old-fashioned and powerful than those things are needed simplicity and absolute focus the kind of focus that comes from attempting to do something well and nothing else in terms of public speaking that means trying your best to get your critical message across and being humble enough to not give a damn how excellent you sound three ways to develop presence to speak as a leader here are three ways to develop stage presence in your public speaking whomever you speak to and whatever your topic one count on yourself and your talent it's virtually always true that you're being asked to speak because you are the perfect person for the task your knowledge experience abilities and wisdom are the attributes that are called for trust in that fact and in yourself remember that it's your personality even more than your knowledge that will truly move listeners as an audience as an audience uh, member i want that personal connection to occur to be more human than professional public speaking is a form of community and you are in the bully uh, pulpit leading the way whatever your topic or area of expertise this approach rings true you should spend less time gathering your content and more time being comfortable in front of a room full of people talking to them people will recall few or none of the facts and figures you present but everyone will recall how you made them feel three be fully present don't be like marley's ghost in charles dickens story a christmas carol dragging the ball and chain of the past on a stage with you forget about what's on your mind and the fires you'll be putting out when you get back to the office right now you have just one job performing at your very best be the most mindful and present speaker you can be that's truly serving others you'll also have all the stage presence you need a speaking version of yourself so if you aspire to leadership from today on think in terms of the speaking version of you confident present serving your listeners and humble the combination isn't always easy but it uh, you want but if you want to t- to reach but if you want to reach a truly great level of executive speaking you must get there find a way to identify with your audience's values and experiences then externalize the connection by what you say most listeners resist speakers whose background or known views are noticeably different from their own 
Wherever you can show that you and your listeners share common ground, remember that our experiences, motivations, and feelings unite all of us around the world far more than they divide us. Create an atmosphere in your presentations that fosters persuasion and believability. Altruism and Humility in Leaders, a survey by Catalyst Research Center for Advancing Leader Effectiveness found a 35% variance in feelings of belongingness of belongingness in U.S. employees due to altruistic leader behavior, including humility. In China, it was nearly 70%. And remember to be uh, interesting. You can judge this for yourself in your practice sessions. If you are looking forward to just getting this thing over with, without staring uh, or without sharing your real feelings with the listeners, your audience will want it to be over as quickly as you do. Here again, you can learn from the actor's art. The persona you show an audience is the essence of everything you display that goes beyond content. That's a huge determinant of your success. In the end, it is or it's the equal uh, it is the equal to whatever else your audience experiences from you it's also a more direct uh, route or route to the influence you're trying to achieve speaking for the greater good a final word about serving others rather than yourself as a professional and as a leader who speaks it's from a fast company article by jeff uh, uh, Cavanaugh, uh, contrasting the type of leadership MBA students think makes them uh, marketable versus what recruiters believe. Leadership isn't a skill to be learned in class. Leadership isn't a skill to be learned in a class. It's the result of doing other things right. In a professional settings, effective leaders aren't usually people who've spent many hours diligently pouring over academic case studies on leadership. Rather, they are simply people who've focused on building their own competence, being really good at whatever it is they do, and subsequently developed leadership skills through the com- that competence. Accepting the challenge of speaking for leadership. Ready to speak as a leader and change your world? By now, you probably accept that when it comes to this kind of public address, there is a strong relationship between performance and success. In fact, the more you can connect with audiences, rather than remaining in the comfort zone of your content, the more successful. But to genuinely change an audience's beliefs or actions, it goes deeper than that and that's where the seven essential qualities of speaking for leadership come into play remember whatever your topic is when you speak every audience wants to see attributes that go far beyond content and even charisma display the seven gifts named in this ebook and you will be giving listeners not only something of value but someone of worth let me share with you a happy ending where accepting the challenge of speaking for leadership is concerned. One of my speech coaches, uh, one of my speech coaching clients, a 
shipping executive from Europe had previously been accepted into an MBA program, but she had held off accepting the slot because she learned that 40% of her grade would depend on class participation and presentations. Only a few days after we finished working together, she called to tell me that she had formally accepted her place in the next incoming class. I'm so glad I did it, she said to me. So, start your own journey today of speaking with greater confidence and influence. And keep in mind, the more you enjoy yourself, the more your audience will too. That's in addition to their benefiting from the lessons you've learned in speaking for leadership. Alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah. That's the end of this uh, lovely uh, ebook, High Impact Speaking, The Leader's Guide to Presenting with Integrity and Influence by the Gennard Method, the performance-based public speaking training. Alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah.